0: You are listening to an Elam Christian Centre podcast. We hope that you are inspired, encouraged, and empowered by the message you are about to hear. Thank you. Happy Mother's Day. Gee, it's a full house. I don't know if we have any other people in there. Uh, Amazing, it is so fantastic to have everyone here and I wanna say a special shout out to those watching online as well. It is so cool uh, to have you tuning in wherever you are watching from today for our special Mother's Day service. Let me just get myself all ready now. Now, before I kick into the message uh, that I have got for you today, I just wanna say, Uh, before we get started that we understand that while this is Mother's Day, it's not always the easiest day for everyone. And so we always wanna acknowledge that in any of our Mother's Day uh, services, is just to let you know that we see you. Uh, We see all those who find today a really difficult day. And we just wanna say we love you and uh, we are right behind you, surrounding you with all our love. And we want you to know that the thing about being a woman is that I think we have something innate inside of us that wants to nurture others. And so whether you are a mum physically, biologically, or whether you are a mum spiritually or like emotionally to somebody else, there is someone in your world looking to you uh, to nurture them, to love them, to mentor them, to get alongside them. And so we wanna honour you. Uh, Every single mum figure out there, we say we love you and uh, we thank you for the wisdom and the love that you bring to our lives, amen. I wanna honor someone today too, who is not my physical mom, but she has been a mother figure in my life since I was a very little girl and she is the mother, the mother with a capital M of this house. Uh, Pastor Marilyn, we want to honor you and say happy Mother's Day to you. You are a mother to many and you have mothered all of us for so many years and we just wanna say thank you for all of your love, your support, you are one of those people that although what you do is behind the scenes, you champion us. And I don't think I know anybody else who just says, you guys go out there and be the best you you can be quite like you do. And so we wanna say thank you, Marilyn. Can we just honor Pastor Marilyn? All right. Let's get into this message. Uh, does anybody here do you remember when you were at school? I think I was in about year five or six, which was standard three or four when I was at school, we we had to look after an egg. You had to like adopt an egg. Your project was to adopt an egg. Did anybody have to do that? Like, and I'm talking like an egg, like the one that you scramble, that you poach, that you fry, an egg. We had to look after it. We had to um, name it. We had to draw a face on it. We had to make a little house for it. Some people did really elaborate houses. Others were just a Tupperware container. But we had to look after an egg and we had to keep it alive. Right, or rather whole, we had to keep this egg whole. Now, as you can imagine, throughout the course of the day and the week, all the eggs slowly, one by one, began to break. Uh, some of them got forgotten about in the bottom of a desk. Others uh, were dropped by somebody, like rolled off or their, you know, their pile of things that they were holding. Others got squashed under a pile of books. Uh, others rolled off tables to their eggy doom. All except, eventually, all except for one egg that belonged to the class teacher's pet. You know that person, don't you? You know that person in your high school or your school, primary school. They just did everything right. They just managed to always get the answers right and they got it first and they bought the best teacher gifts at the end of the year. They were just, everything, they just got it right. Well, she was the one who had, of course, of course, she had the last remaining egg that was left. Now, I can't remember the situation surrounding it. I'm not sure whose idea it was, but I do remember very clearly one lunchtime, a group of us sneaking into the classroom We took the egg from her desk and we took it round the back of the skip bin and we squashed it (laughs) under a rock. I know, I'm as shocked as you are. (laughs) Like I'm genuinely not a mean person and I was a really good girl at school. I got straight A's, but we weren't mean kids but we were certainly jealous kids. And there is something interesting that happens on the inside of us when jealousy begins to make its way in, doesn't it? And jealousy and comparison has this really interesting way of bringing out the ugly side of everyone. There's a story in history of two queens. Queen Elizabeth of England and Queen Mary of Scotland. And these two queens, they were cousins, first cousins once removed, although we learn that they've actually never met. These two cousins never met, and while they had never met, They became what is described in history books as the most well-known and deadliest rivals in all of history. And their rivalry came to a pinnacle and eventuated in Queen Elizabeth signing on the dotted line to see Queen Mary beheaded. I mean, that's a big family drama. You thought your family had drama? There's nothing compared to the drama that was going down between Mary and Elizabeth. It's interesting though, isn't it? It's interesting what happens in our head and in our heart when someone near us is given a similar gift to us or perhaps called to something similar, or perhaps they've been given a similar dream to the one we've been given, or maybe they have been destined, called to to lead a similar path to ours. It's interesting, isn't it, what happens in our head and our heart when we begin to compare what God has given me with what God has given them. Comparison. And I wonder whether on Mother's Day, I don't know about you, but I can certainly say that as a mum, I often find, and perhaps it's these days with social media, it's really easy to begin comparing ourselves with another mum. It's really easy to begin comparing ourselves and looking at what they're doing and going, do I measure up as a mum to all the other mums that I see around me? There are two other women in history that go by the names of Elizabeth and Mary. But these two, these Elizabeths and Marys are not queens, they are mothers. Two mothers, also cousins. And while we don't know how many times they have met, we certainly know that they have spent some time together in one such occasion that we find in Luke chapter one. Two mothers, each birthing their own miracle, each chosen by God to carry something significant. Each, the Bible says, are favored by the Lord, each carrying a similar gift to the other, only one of which is destined to be the savior of the world. Ooh, ooh, that could get a little bit awkward, couldn't it? Like. I can definitely see how some family drama might begin to take place between these two cousins here. Let's look and see what happens. In Luke chapter one, we read about Elizabeth who could not conceive a child. For years and years they had tried, but she couldn't conceive a child. And the Bible tells us that she is well along in her years. That is until an angel appears to her husband, a priest named Zechariah. An angel turns up and tells Zechariah that his wife Elizabeth is going to give birth to a son, a baby boy, and that they are to name him John. And John, the angel says, is gonna be a special boy. He's not gonna be like the other boys. He is going to be special. He's, He's got a plan. He's got a mission. There's something that God is putting him on the planet to do, and it's significant. And we read about it in verse 14. The angel says, "'You will have great joy and gladness, "'and many will rejoice at His birth.'" for he will be great in the eyes of the Lord. He must never touch wine or other alcoholic drinks. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before his birth, and he will turn many Israelites to the Lord their God. He will be a man with the spirit and power of Elijah, who is an Old Testament prophet, He will prepare the people for the coming of the Lord. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and will cause those who are rebellious to accept the wisdom of the godly. I mean, wow, this is a pretty cool calling, right? I mean, Elizabeth is carrying a special gift. She's carrying a special gift. Now, not long after this event takes place, we then hear about an event that happens to Mary. Mary is younger than Elizabeth, quite a few number of years younger, and Mary also doesn't have a child. She doesn't have a child, not because she doesn't want one or can't have one, but because she's not yet married, if you know what I mean. Uh, So she hasn't conceived either, which is why it was such a shock and surprise when an angel turned up to Mary and her fiance on different occasions and told them both that Mary was going to have a baby and that this baby was also going to be a boy, but they would name him Jesus. And this baby was also going to be special. He had a mission, he had a plan from God that he was on the planet to do. We read about his mission in verse 32, where it says, he will be very great and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor, David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Okay, so if we thought John's call was epic, he ain't got nothing on Jesus, right? I mean, Jesus' call was quite something. Following this account, Mary decides to pay a visit to her cousin, Elizabeth, so she goes to meet Elizabeth, and I can just imagine, upon hearing that Mary is coming, how excited both of these women would have been to share their story, like like they both of them have got these miracle babies growing inside of them. Both of them would have been like, I can't wait to tell Elizabeth, I can't wait to tell Mary, but neither one of them realizing what each other was going to say. Have you ever been in a social gathering? or like, I don't know, at in the lunchroom at work and you're sitting around and you're just sharing stories and you're telling your story and well, you think it's a pretty cool story and you've got the, or the audience, you, you've got your mates reading out of the palm of your hand and the story's going really, really well until someone else pipes in and they've got a story too. And their story is just that little bit cooler than yours. You know those people, don't you? You know the people who always have to one-up you in conversation. They just can't leave it alone. They just can't let you have your moment. They just can't leave your story to be the last. They always have to have the last word, right? They always have to one-up you in conversation. Well, I can imagine being Elizabeth, right? Being Elizabeth, and she's got this amazing news to share of this miracle conception of this really amazing and special child. And then then Mary walks in and begins to share her story, her story of an immaculate conception of this very special child, only her one is gonna be the saviour of the world. Like way to one up, that's, you know, talk about a story that one ups another story, right? But actually, it didn't play out that way. That's not how the story goes. I wanna take us to verse 39, where we see how Elizabeth really received Mary on that day. It says, a few days later, Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea to the town where Zechariah lived. She entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. Listen to this, it says, at the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leapt within her and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Do you remember when the angel said that the baby John would be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he was born? Incredible, isn't it? Elizabeth gave a glad cry, not a a jealous cry, she gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women, and your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. You are blessed because you believed that the Lord would do what you said. What's significant here is that Elizabeth didn't become insecure or jealous or begin to compare at the gift that someone else was carrying. Instead, the gift inside her leapt at the revelation of the gift that was inside someone else. What a beautiful picture of what it means to champion those in our world despite what they carry, despite whether they carry more than us. Here is what Elizabeth understood so beautifully. Elizabeth knew that what she was carrying and what she would later birth through a journey of pain, that she would later labor through, was something that would plow the ground, prepare and make a way for someone else's gift. Not her own, but someone else's gift. It's a powerful revelation. But because she understood the significance of the part that she played, she was able to celebrate in the part that Mary played. She was able to champion someone else's part in the picture God was painting. She was able to encourage Mary in the calling that Mary had instead of questioning the calling that God had given her. Elizabeth honored Mary. She chose honor over jealousy. She chose celebration over comparison. And too often, too often, if I'm honest, I think, you and I let comparison blind us to the significance of our very own gift. You know what it's like, don't you, mums? Mums, often we look at other mums and we think, oh, oh I'm just not, you know, like I'm just not as mumsy as them, <laughs> you know, like, like they look, they're just really good at being mum, like I, I can't cook like them, that's me, I can't bake like them. At the bake sale, I have to go down to Countdown and make it look like it's homemade. (laughs) And oh, oh man, I just, I can never get my kids to school on time. The bell's always gone before we get there and she's out, she's on the crossing, man. She's so early, she's on the crossing, Judy. Like anybody else out there who's looking at other mums going, oh "Oh my goodness, like I can never be a mum like that. I can never be, I always say they're like a real mum, you know, like they do all the sewing and the cooking and the homemade stuff that I just can't do. And we do it all the time though, don't we? And I wonder, I wonder how many times we let comparisons sneak into our world because it's so sneaky. We let it sneak into our hearts and we're so busy looking at someone else's gift that we stop stewarding our own. We stop stewarding our own. And Here's what I think Elizabeth possibly didn't realize. The gift that she was carrying became a testimony that would stir faith in Mary. And it stirred the very faith that Mary needed to begin believing for her own gift. When the angel spoke to Mary and said, you're gonna have a baby, Mary asked the obvious question. How can this be? And the angel replied in Luke 1:35 said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the Holy One will be born to be will, Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. And consider your relative Elizabeth, even she has conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month for her who was called childless for nothing is impossible for God. Elizabeth's testimony, her miracle conception, gave Mary the faith she needed to believe God for her own. And I wonder how what what you carry, as little or insignificant as you think it is, I wonder if what you carry could become a testimony of God's goodness and His faithfulness to others in seasons when they need it most. See, there are a couple of reminders I just wanna give you today. I'm just gonna go boom, boom, boom. I'm not gonna speak to them. I'm just gonna remind you of them. They're written already in your sermon notes because I'm going through them really fast. Here's what I want you to remember on this Mother's Day. I want you to remember this. Firstly, God has given you a gift to carry. He's given you a gift to carry. The second thing I want you to remember is this. It is a gift with purpose and significance. That gift that He's given you, it's significant. It's not small, it's big. It's not meaningless. It really means something. God has given something on your life that's got purpose and it's got significance. That purpose, number three, might be different. Your purpose might be different to the girl sitting next to you or the girl in front of you or the one that drops the kids off super early so early she can get onto the crossing duty. Her purpose might be different, but it isn't more important. Your purpose might be different, but it isn't less important. And the fourth thing I want you to remember is that your gift can become a testimony of God's goodness and faithfulness when others need it most. Your gift can become a testimony of God's goodness and faithfulness when others need it most. On this Mother's Day, all I wanna say is could you and I become Elizabeths for some Marys in our world? Could we, could we honor over jealousy? Could we celebrate over comparison? Can we be some Elizabeths for some Marys, amen. amen? Come on, let me pray for you. Thank you, Lord. I'd love to pray those four things over each and every one of you right now. God, I thank you for the gift that you have placed on the inside of every single person sitting in this room, every single person, without exception, every single person, I thank you that they carry something. I pray that today they would have a a revelation of what it is that they are carrying. Lord, I thank you that it is a gift with purpose and significance. There is something on their life that is super important and that the world needs. God, I thank you that while it's different to someone else's, it isn't any less important. I pray that they would see the significance of all you've created them to be. And Lord, I thank you that each and every one of us carries something so special that it can become a testimony, a story of faithfulness and goodness that we can share with those around us in order that they too might believe in what God has given them. God, would you help us? Would you help us honour? Would you help us celebrate those around us? Thank you, Lord. I wanna pray one more prayer with someone in the room today. And perhaps you've, here in church, perhaps you are watching online and look, you'd be honest and say, I don't really know God. I'm, I am I, don't know if I'm a Christian. I, I don't really think church is my thing. I wonder if it's maybe your first time here today. I'm not sure if mum dragged you along. as your Mother's Day present to her? I don't know who you're watching with at home. I'm not sure, but I want to take a moment to speak to you because I know there are some people in the room and watching online today and you don't know much, but you know that something's going on here. And I want to just say to you that God loves you. And He has got a plan and a purpose for your life and He loves you so much and all He wants to do is be in relationship with you. He wants to have a real deal relationship with you like a friendship. But the truth is, is that we all walk our own way, we do our own thing, we make mistakes, we get it wrong. The Bible describes that as sin and that sin, it separates us from God. But God didn't want that. And so in His mercy and His grace to each one of us, He sent His Son Jesus to live a sinless life on earth and then die a sinner's death to pay the debt that you and I would due for the sin in our life. He paid it all. He said, you don't owe it anymore. I've paid the price for you so that we could enter back into a reconciled relationship with God. And right now I'm gonna pray a prayer and I'm just gonna invite every single person in the room and online to pray that prayer with me. Are you ready? We say, dear Jesus, thank You that You went to the cross for me and You paid the debt that I was due. And I ask that You would come into my life and make me brand new. I choose You today. I thank You that You have forgiven me for the wrong in my life. I thank You for the plans and the purposes you have for my life. This day, I turn from my old ways and I turn to you. In Jesus' Name, with every head still bowed and every eye closed, I would just love to know who I prayed for today. You don't have to get out of your seat. All that's gonna happen is I'm gonna count to three. And on the count of three, I'm gonna ask you just to lift your hand nice and high so I can see it. I'll acknowledge it, you can pop it straight back down. It's really easy and it will happen really fast. If you're watching online, there's a button you can push. that says, I raise my hand. Let's not make praying that prayer be the only step you take. Are you ready? Come on, you can be bold and brave. One, two, three, hands going up. Yes, thank you, I see you. Anybody else, you're saying, Bex, awesome, I see you. Yes, yes, thank you, I see you over there. You're saying, Bex, would you count me in? Thank you, I can see you, yeah. You're saying, Bex, would you count me in on that prayer? Thank you, Lord. Awesome. Two online, I see you online. Thank you. God, I thank you so much for the people who have made decisions to follow you today. We thank you for the purpose and the plans that you have for their life. And we're so, so proud of them. God, we celebrate right now as all of heaven celebrates. Come on church, would you give God some praise? Thank you for listening to this Elam Christian Centre podcast. Please subscribe to keep hearing more life-changing messages. For more information about our church, please visit www.elamchristiancenter.org.nz